Okay. Uh, this is Parashat Matot Masei, and it's, this topic is Arei Meklat, the cities of refuge. In Pasuk Yud Gimel, Perik Lamed Hey, Pasuk Yud Gimel, the Pasuk says, Ha'arim Ashe Titenu Sheish Arei Meklat Yenelachem. And the, the cities that you establish, well, there'll be six of them. And so Rashi says, what do you mean there are going to be six of them? Why, why stress that? Rashi says, uh, Even though Moshe Rabbeinu uh, uh, determined that there would be three Arei Miklat on the eastern side of the Jordan, right? Before they go there, it's Canaan. Nevertheless, lo ayu koltot at shenivchru shalosh shiratan Yoshua be'eretz kenaan. That that these three that Moshe Rabbeinu established are not going to work until the three of Yoshua binun that Yoshua binun established. Pasuk yudalet et shlosh arim titnu me'evali yarden ve'et shlosh arim titnu be'eretz kenaan. So there are going to be three on the eastern side of the Jordan and three on the western side of the Jordan. I guess in the geographically separated, one in the north, one in the middle, one in the south. How it works on the eastern side of the Jordan where the, the settling was a little different. You know, the, the, the settlements of Reuben, God, and Chatzim, Shevit Menashe was sort of parallel to Yerushalayim in north, not Yerushalayim in south. It was like across the river, right across the river, the Jordan River. So, here we are. Rashi Pasuk Yudalet Et Shalosh Ha'arim. Rashi says, Afu Pisha Be'eretz Kena'an Tishashvatim, even though on the western side of the Jordan there were nine Shvatim. And on the eastern side, there are only two and a half tribes. Even though, well, what, what difference does that make? Because it depends how big they are. It could have been equal. But Rashi says, here are ten and here are two and a half. Nevertheless, the cities are equated. Three plus three. It's sort of like, you know, just like you have three on one side, you have three on the other side. Uh, uh, he says, Gilad is the eastern side, the northern part of the eastern side of the Jordan. But we're, like Ramata Golan, there's, there's no Jordan there exactly. But you get the idea. That's Gilad. Gilad is Ramata Golan. So in Ramata Golan, Right, Ramata Golan, Hishvah Minyan Arei Miklat Shalahem Yishun the Gilad Nefishe Rotzchim. The Gemara said that there were a lot of murderers in that area. It was the Wild West, you know. So everybody murdered everybody else. Dichtiv is a pasuk in Hosea Gilad Kiryat Poalei Aven Akuva Midam that Gilad was the stomping ground, the city of transgressors. Akuvamidam, full of full of blood. It was a bloody a bloody place. So Rashi is explaining why the three and three are parallel. 
even though you would think the western side of the Jordan, you need more cities of refuge than on the eastern side. But according to the Torah, you have the same number, the eastern side and the, the western side. That's Pasuk, Pasuk Yudalit, right? Then Pasuk Tedvav, Lunei Yisraeva, Lager, Latoshav, Betocham, Tiena Sheisha, Ima Eil Meklat, Lanus, Shamakova, Kainefesh, Bishkagat. So here the emphasis again is who can escape, who can use the Ir Meklat as a salvation, the person who kills Bishogay. What, how do we know that somebody did it Bishogay? Well, okay, it's difficult. But in theory, we know there's the Mezid cannot use the ear miklat, and the Shogay can use the ear, ear miklat. That's how, that's how we know that. Um, then I skipped some sukim, and it says uh, uh, another idea, which is important. Ki be'ir miklato yeshev admota kohen hagadol, v'achem mota kohen hagadol, yeshuvarotzei this is something that's really a little hard to understand. It's a little hard to understand. Uh, there's some connection between the Rotseach and the Kohen Gadol. Whereas if you say, how long does the Rotseach have to be in the Ermaklat? So the answer is clear. Until when the Kohen Gadol dies, then he can go back to live in, in wherever he was originally. However, it's not clear why that is the case. And, and, and doesn't it leave it very... Um, it's a strange thing. I mean, in some cases, the Kohen Gadol might die earlier. In other cases, the Kohen Gadol would die a long time till he dies. So how does that, the death of the Kohen Gadol, what if there are several Rotschim who escaped to an Irmiklat, and they're not all the same? One guy really did it by accident. The other guy was not so careful. So why should they be released at the same time? It's not, there's something unclear, uh, uh, clear here. Okay, so, so that's what it, that's what it says. Now if you look at the, at the parasha in Dvarim, Perikutet, the parasha says uh, as follows. When, the, when God eliminates the Goyim, you will inherit them. So when you finish what we call Kibush and Hitnachalut, right? When you finish the Hitnachalut, then you should uh, uh, separate these cities, right? Establish these cities. Then Pasuk Gimel says, Tachin lecha derech, Vishilashta et gvul arzecha, Shayan chilcha, Shemelokecha, Vayulanushama korotzer, Tachin lecha derech. Clear up the roads to make sure you can get that the, that the Rotseach, Bishogeg, can get to these cities easily. He knows where he's supposed to get to. And he became, and it's for him to get to that place. Um, so now, Pasuk Dalid, this is the kind of Rotseach who is allowed to go to the Ir Meklat and, and live. 
Ashay Yakedre Eu Belidat, he, he killed somebody, but he didn't intend to kill him. He didn't have any such intention, right? That's what we call Shogay. We cannot make any, we can't identify any connection between these two uh, people. These are, are different definitions of. Uh, of Shogay. Pasuk Vav says again, Pen El Hadam, the Redeemer from the family. There's somebody from the family who's chasing after him to kill him, and this is apparently allowed, a legitimate, this is a legitimate kind of murder. you've got to get agitated and excited about it. So the Torah says you can't prosecute him, the guy who killed the person who killed Bishogeg. You can't prosecute the guy because he, he only did it because he murdered somebody. He didn't do it because he hated him. He had nothing against him personally other than the fact that he did what, what, what he did. Pasuk Zion. And in order to avoid this terrible situation where the Goel Adam is killing the one who killed Bishogeg, set up these three cities, Tabdilach, Vim Yarchiv Hashem Gvulcha. Ah, here's something new. Vim Yarchiv Hashem Gvulcha. If God will expand your uh, uh, boundaries, as he promised your forefathers we all know that the Eretz Avtacha the land of Israel the promised land so to speak in, in, uh, in Negro gospel singing so the promised land is much bigger than the land that Yoshua conquered. That's the, the smallest sized Eretz Israel in the Torah, is the land from the Jordan to the Mediterranean. The, beyond that, we have Eva Yarden Mizracha, the eastern side of the Jordan, which was populated for a time by Reuven Gad and Chatzis Shevet Menasheh. Right, it was populated in that, in that place, and uh, beyond that, until the Euphrates, right, the Prat and the Har Mitzrayim, they they became the ultimate boundaries, the the Euphrates and the Nile, right, became the kind of the ultimate boundaries in the Torah. So this pasuk says the im. Now the pasuk, that word the im, in modern Hebrew means and if if it happens it means it's not definitive it won't necessarily happen but if it happens but that it says as God has promised sworn to your forefathers so that sounds like this is an im that is really going to happen even though im the word im might mean if possibly but sounds like a promise 
So Asher Nishbal Avotechah means that it is going to happen. That there'll be Archavat Agvulot. I mean, I'm not sure it'll happen today or tomorrow, but uh, it'll happen, right? If you will then receive, and you will then receive the entire land that was prod, the entirety of the land of, of, of Eretz Canaan, that was promised to your forefathers, right? Pasuktet. Ki tishmor et kol ha-mitzvah hazot la-sota, asher noch mitzavcha hayom la-vat Hashem elokecha, ve-la-lechet bidrachav kol ha-yamim. So this is like a kind of general introduction. And if you are as you should be, and you will keep the Torah and the mitzvot, and your borders are expanded, then, then what? Then it says, V'yasavta lecha od shalosh arim ala shalosh ha'eva. Then you're going to have to make more cities of refuge. More cities of refuge, because we already learned that even though there's a smaller population on the eastern side of the Jordan, there were three cities. And the bigger population on the western side of the Jordan also had three cities. And the Gemara answers that by saying, well, on the eastern side of the Jordan, in Gilad, right, in that place called Gilad, there were a lot of murderers. And a lot of murderers, I mean, you, you, you needed more cities. So unlike, unlike uh, uh, most measures in the Torah, most things that are measured or measurable, the idea of Aremiklat has no measure. You should have as many as you need. You have as many as you need, so if you live at a time when there are a lot of murderers, so make more Arei Miklat. In fact, we know that there were more Arei Miklat because besides the three Arei Miklat, all the Arei Leviyim, all of the cities of the Leviyim served as Arei Miklat as well. So in, on the western side of the Jordan, besides the three uh, cities, the Arei Miklat, there were another 40 cities that are called Arei Leviyim, which also served as Arei, Arei Miklat. So this is what, uh, let's just look at the Rashi at the end. Ches, v'im yarchiv, ka'asher nishpa latet lecha eres keni uknizi v'kadmoni. Keni, knizi, kadmoni, the names of the, of, the, of the nations that were not conquered by Yoshua Binu. But there's a promise that ultimately they too will be conquered. The Kedi, the Knizi, and the Kadmoni. Rashi says. So in the Torah, we already have Tesha. Shalosh And this idea of Latid Lavo is discussed in the in the Gemara, in the Gemara and Makot, and in the Rishalmi and is summarized by the Rambam in the following way. You see the Rambam? Under the, under the Chumash is the Rambam. Hilchot Melachim, Perik Yud Aleph. And in Hilchot Melachim, the Rambam happily talks about, he talks about Hilchot Mashiach. Hilchot Mashiach, and you know that the Rambam had a certain idea about the Mashiach, and his idea was that in the, 
in the messianic era, everything will be the same as it is now. It's not like we're going to be walking on clouds or jumping up and down. The, in the messianic era, messianic era, everything will be exactly the same. What about the Mashiach himself? Well, the Raman has something to say about that. Look, look at this. HaMelech HaMashiach, and he also calls him Melech. Melech, right, the king. Atid lamot ulachzir malchut David liyoshna l'memshalah harishona. So the first thing that the Melech HaMashiach is going to do is reestablish kingship. The kingship of David HaMelech, as it was originally. And he will build the Beit HaMikdash. And he'll collect all of the, uh, the, the, the Jews who are out all over the world. And then the law of the Torah will reign. Have you ever heard anybody talk about things like this? So in, in, in other words, in other words, it's a pshat in Shvona Esrei. It's a pshat in Shvona Esrei. It says, we know that there's a general rule that you're not allowed to daven for something that is, that is not n- normal, that, is not, that you don't expect to happen. Um, like, like you can't daven for rain in the summer because it doesn't rain in the summer. And that davening for rain in the summer would be like you're saying, I don't like the way God re- made the world, so let's make it differently. But you don't, you don't do that. However, we do daven, we do daven for Yerushalayim, for Etzemach David, for Hashiva Shoftei Dekorishonah, uh, that's all part of Shemun So how come we could say that? So according to the Rambam, we could say that because we know it's going to happen. It, it was, you can daven for something that is uh, like uh, unreasonable, but you know that it's going to happen. It's not against nature. How do I know it's going to happen? Because that's what the Rabbi says. That's what's going to happen. The kingdom of the kingship of David Hamelch will return. So since I know that it's going to return, I can daven for it to come sooner rather than later. Right, it, it, it fits in to my notion of what it means to, to David. Then the Rambam says, Makrivim Korbanot. Makrivim Korbanot. Now you know that, uh, that uh, people accuse the Rambam. One of those people was the Ramban, of course, accused the Rambam of uh, not being so interested in Korbanot. Because in the Moran of Uchim, the Rambam states quite clearly that Karbanot is sort of a uh, uh, where God gave in to human nature. Like the, all the people in the world were sacrificing, so God said, okay, you could also sacrifice. I don't want you to kind of uh, check out of this deal because you don't have sacrifices. But when that passes, you know, after you spend two, three thousand years in the diaspora, you don't have Karbanot. So maybe you don't need it. But here the Rambam says, Makrivim Korbanot. There's no doubt that the Rambam said it. So whatever you say about the Rambam's position, you have to take this into account. Right? Ve'osin shmitim v'yavlot. And they will reestablish correctly the Shemitah year, which is every seven years, and the Yavlot every 50 years. 
ככל מצוותה האמורה בתורה, that everything will be re-established, וכל מי שאינו מאמין בו, or me she no if you don't believe in the Mashiach, or you don't you're not waiting for the Mashiach to arrive. He's not only denying the words of the prophets, which for the Rabbah was a big denial, uh, but he's he's denying the Torah and the fact that the Torah was given from God by Moshe Rabbeinu. He's denying all of that. After all, the Torah itself says, in Dvarim Perik Lamed. Dvarim Perik Lamed is called Parashat Chuva, And the promises, the promises, we're not talking about individual Chuva probably, but we're talking about national Chuva. That the promises that, that God will return the people to Eretz Yisrael, and the people who are returned to Eretz Yisrael, people will, will also be pure. They will be they will be in a process of purification. That's what the Pasuk said. God will, will make you do tshuva or will enable you to do tshuva. That's a promise. A promise in the Torah. In, in the Torah. He says, And on the end of the fourth line, these things that are clearly stated in the Torah, as we said at the end of the Chumash Tvarim, it's clearly stated that uh, uh, they include the, the Psukim, include all the things that were repeated by the prophet. So you see for the Rambam, for the Rambam this is a very important thing because the way the, the Nevi, even though the Rambam says someplace that we can always change the Pshat of a Pasuk in the Torah to accommodate a theory that we have. Like if, if the, the Rambam doesn't like the idea that God, had, that God is corporeal, that God has a body, Right, so he says, so every time it says in the Chumash that God has a body, he says, no, it doesn't mean that, it means something else. In, in, in other words, you're allowed, according to the Rambam, to use uh, philosophical theories to determine what the Pshat and the Pasuk is. Right, so that, that, that's what the Rambam does. However, it, it seems to me that when the Nevi'im restate the Pasuk in the Torah in a certain way, like that's their pshat. You can't argue anymore with the Nevi'im. You can't argue with the pshat of the Nevi'im. And so it comes out a little strange that if you're reading the Chumash, you could argue with what the Chumash seems to say, but you can't argue with what the Nevi'im said. Because the Nevi'im are the legitimate interpretation of the, of the Psukim, according to, according to the Ramah. 
So in any event, it's a, that's why the Rabbim says, "Kol adverim shenemru al yedei kol hanaviim." Af. Then he goes on and he gives an, another zets to this theory. Veparshat bilam neemar v'sham niba v'shnei hamshichim. As you know that the, the parshiot of Bilam are also prophecy about the future. And in those psukim, he talks about two different mishichim. The mishich harishon shu David, shoshiet Yisrael miyatzarehem, that's the first mishich, David HaMelech, and the mishich acharon shomeid meibanav, shomoshiet Yisrael miyat b'nei Esav. So there'll be two mishichim, the first one was David HaMelech, and there'll be his, his great-great-great-grandson who's going to come and save, save us again. Then he says, "V'shamu Omer, Enu v'lo Ata, Zedavid, Ashuhenu v'lo Karov, Zemelch Hamashiach." Again, another reference according to the Rambam to the Mashiach, to the Mashiach Messianic uh, era. Right? I mean, there is no, there is no obvious reference in the Torah to the Mashiach. Right? So that that this, uh, the fact that uh, that the the Rambam understands Bilam in this way, okay. And then it says, "Darach kochav Yaakov zed David become shevet b'Israel." These are psukim that uh, that Bilam said. These are psukim that Bilam said. Zemelch Hamashiach v'chatzvatei Moab zed David v'chedu Moab v'yachet Moab v'yim dedeim b'chevel v'karkar kol b'nei sheitz zehamelch Hamashiach shenemar bo umashalom umashalom ma'im adyam. So we could ask why why Bilam had this job, but there's no doubt, according to the Rambam, according to Rambam, according to his principle, you could you have to take the words of the Navi very seriously, and the way Chazal explained Bilam was that he, he, he referenced David HaMelech, Mashiach number one, and then the Mashiach who's going to come and fulfill all these promises that God made to the Avot, that's going to happen. That will also happen. So this is what, this is what the Rambam says. What does this have to do with us? What? All this, all this effort? All this effort to understand the Rambam? Well, if you turn the page, you might get it, right? This is the next halacha in the Rambam, right? Oddly enough, the second thing on the page follows the first. In a similar vein. What's a similar vein? That there's a prophecy about the future. The Rambam says, we just read that pasuk, right? That's the pasuk in Dvarim Perik, pasuk Chetotet, right? So he says, "V'yasafta lecha od shalosh arim v'gomer u'meolam lo hayad davarze." This has not ever happened, or not yet happened. This has not yet happened. V'lo tziva hakodesh baruch hu letohu. The Lashon of the Rambam. Tohu means worthless, formless, meaningless. Lo tziva Hashem HaKadosh Baruch Hu 
Litohu. You, it's certainly not true that God would have something inserted into the Torah for no particular purpose. Like the Torah says, you are going to have three more cities. Uh, you're not going to have three more cities. That for the Rambam was inconceivable. Remember the Nevi'im? That's what he said before about tshuva and returning to Israel and all of that. So he says this is also true about Arei HaMiklat. So that according to the, to the Rambam, and the Rambam bases it on something in the Gemara and Makot, both in the Badli and in the Yerushalmi, where they both comment on this, on this matter, that the idea of, of uh, Arei Miklat was chosen to emphasize this point, to emphasize this point. In other words, the Torah didn't have to say, and hey, you're going to have three more cities. The Torah says, could have said, you should have as many cities as you need. You know, it's like, it's like a, 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 a problem-solving thing. I mean, the, the number three doesn't mean anything, according to... But no, the Torah says, we are Saftalim, and you will, in fact, add three more cities. So it's Dafka, the case of Ir Miklat, which is used to point out this idea that the Torah speaks the truth, that God speaks the truth, that if it hasn't happened yet, it will happen. Otherwise, God would not have stated it so clearly and obviously. So that's the first thing I wanted to tell you about Ir Miklat. The second thing I want to say is about Kayan. You remember Kayan? So, Kayin Kayin killed Hevel. We're not sure exactly why Kayin killed Hevel, or how he knew that if he does, if he smashes him with an axe or something, that he's going to die. Because no one had ever died until that time. But somehow, somehow Kayin, you know, the bad guys find out how to do that. So Cain said, Gadol Avoni Minnesota, which sounds like it means my sin is too great to bear. Right? It's too heavy. It, it's something I can't I can't deal with. So Rashi says, no, that's not the pshat. Rashi says, bitmiha. Bitmiha means it's a question. It's like like Cain uh, in his ultimate chutzpah. He says to God, is what I did so terrible? I mean, you can't, you can't bear to have Kayin in the world anymore? So Rashi says, You, God, are carrying the weight of the heavens and the earth, right? All of creation is somehow the divine burden. And you mean me? All I did was kill one guy. I killed one my brother. You can't, you can't bear it. So, Pasuk Yudalad, Henge Rashta Oti Ayomi Alpene Adama. So he said, What's the punishment that God gave to Kayan? What is the punishment that God gave to Kayan? Oti, you drove me out. Me Alpene Adama from the face of the earth. 
אסתר, and from your face I am hiding. והייתי נא ונד בארץ, והייתי נא ונד בארץ, והיה כל מוציאי יהרגני. So it sounds to me that like what, what, uh, what Kayan is saying is that in order to exist in the world, I mean you remember that Adam and Chavu were kicked out of Gan Eden, and then out in that world they would have to try to work and, and, and earn their keep. And it wasn't always easy, it wasn't Ghanaian, it wasn't a place where you'd always have, you reach up and you have an apple. But it took you many years to grow the apple tree. So he says, he says, Kayan says, Vayiti navanad va'aretz. This is an unnatural thing. Navanad. I don't have a place. I don't have a place. Bipanecha esater. I will hide myself from you. Because every time I come face to face with God, I suppose the, the avon, the transgression, is kind of comes to the fore. I mean, it's God berating Kayin. And that's the result. A person who doesn't have a place, a person who's not anchored, a person who is not, has not got a place in the world, right? That person is spit out by the people who are anchored, who do have a place. Now, whatever you think this is a metaphor for, that's fine. Whatever it is, you could, you could use it. But I'm just, I'm just saying that it's, it's kind who understands very well that he has received the ultimate punishment. Even though God has not killed him, he's not dead, but he is also not part of the world. He's not part of the world, and the way he describes that is by saying, Vayiti Navanat, I don't have a place. I don't have a makom. Because they will see me as being foreign, extra, uh, in, a, in a bad place, right? Everybody knows, everybody can think and imagine the, the uh, immigrant communities that came to, even to America, but came to other places as well, who had difficulty because they were strange. They didn't have a place. They weren't well-rooted. The next pasuk... Uh, so now God did something which is either uh, to exacerbate the punishment or to modify it or to mitigate it or depending on whatever you think right? either God said okay we'll work it out that no one's going to kill you but you're still going to be Navanat you're still not going to have a place. Okay, they might drive you from one place to another place. They won't kill you, but they'll make trouble for you. And the sign, there was a sign, right? Uh, okay. And, and, and in other words, it's a kind I think, I think that this story about about Kayin is instructive in understanding this story of the Irmiklat. 
because the Irviklat is a refuge place of murderers. And, and while there is a distinction between Shogeg and Mezid in the terrestrial court, there may not be a distinction between, a real distinction between Shogeg and Mezid in the celestial court. And even though the, the Ir Miklat is presented to us as a way of saving the murderer, right, saving him from being killed, but the option that he has to adopt is a homeless one. He's going to be, he, he hasn't got a place. He's not where he, where he grew up and lived and, and, and knows anything about. He's in jail. He is actually in jail. But it's, maybe it's better than jail, maybe it's worse than jail. I mean, he, has to, he has to get his own, make his own way somehow. He's got to work. He's got to do something. He's, he's sort of in the same jail that everybody, and that's to protect him. That's his Otkayin. The Otkayin of the murderer is that he's in the Irmiklat. Right? That you say to a guy, oh, you live, that's your postal address, is Irmiklat, but do you own property there? Is it a city that you live in really? No, no, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm one of the people who killed Bishogay. So that's an Otkayin. He's always, he always has that. He always has that. Now if you look at this, the last thing on the page is the Svatamet. One section of, a, of the Svatamet. The Medrash Alir Miklat, there's a, quotes the Pasuk, and tell him, Tov Yashar Hashem, Right, you know, it's hard to translate those words. Good and straight, whatever that means. Hashem. There's another pasuk. The pasuk says, which reads, the sins will be eradicated from the world. But it doesn't say that the sinners will be eradicated from the world. Sins, but not the sinners. But the next words are Urusha'im Odeina. Urusha'im Odeina, yes. It sounds like they will be. All right. That's why he didn't quote that. <laughs> I guess so. No, the Gemara says that, dear. That Chata'im, but not Chot'im. The Gemara says it. Remember, will teach the sinners the way. He says, a hate, uh, is a Kabbalistic uh, idea. It means that, that uh, it makes an impression. It's like you have a signet ring. And you, and you have uh, wax, uh, hot wax, and you put the signet ring into the hot wax so it leaves an impression. And the impression is a picture, a word, whatever, whatever is on the ring. So when you say a chait o seroshem, Rashi quotes this idea by Vayetzev Yaakov, Vayetzev, the parish of Vayetzev, that when a tzaddik leaves a city, he's o seroshem. And knows the city is never the same. You can't get it out of your system that the tzaddik used to live there. So here he says, that when you, when you sin, 
it, it has a wide effect on, the, on your surroundings. It's not just you who did it, but it's also Rosha. Kemoshe Katvuzal Shenivra Mashchit Mikol Chet. There's some destructive aspect that comes from every sin. Vuhu Lahorot Shein Onesh Hachet Al Yedei Shemoreid Bo Yidbarach Bilvad Rak Shegufa Chet Borei Mashchit Lachein Avshel Gezerich Tikun. So he says it's not just the fact that you, you know, it's a, the, the two kinds of hate, right? Mazid and Shogate. So Mazid means God said don't do it, and you say I'm going to do it anyway. And Shogate is God said don't do it, I don't want to do it, I did it by accident. I did it by accident. When you do it by accident, the Svatamet says, Av tikun, that even a Shogate produces this bad spirit in the world, right? You know, if people go around, you know, I don't want to talk about, you know, politics in Israel. Too, it's too easy. So I'll just, you could all think about it yourself. So, so if you, if you do a chait b'shogeg, the chait was done. And that produces what he calls a mashchit, the destructive aspect. But what it really does, like in modern, more modern terms, if, you know, if everybody's stealing, so you figure, it doesn't matter anymore who's guilty and who's innocent. But if everybody is stealing, so you feel it's but to steal, right? There's, there's no way to, to avoid that. So that's what he says. It's not just mazed where you stand up against God. Because even if you did the chet b'shogeg, you did the chet by accident, it still was done. There's still a dead body there, right? And that, that body is seen as being something that is corrupting. And the tikkun for the shogeg is galut exile. Who's that? Who? Kedusha Arim. is the first Gera Rebbe. Right? And, uh, and the Sfat Amet was his grandson, who was the second Gera Rebbe. His father died young. His, his father, the Svat Ahmed's father, died when the Chidush Arim was still alive. And he was brought up in the house of his grandfather. Right? The, the, you have to understand the Chidush Arim was considered to be the Gedol Hador in Poland. You know, he was like, uh, he was special. What, what year was this around? Uh, 1900. 1900? I don't know what this is, but I would say whatever question you ask me, I'd say 1900. Oh. <laughs> Somebody will Google it, don't worry. <laughs> no, I just... Yeah, so... No, I think you were... What are you talking about? The Chidush Arim? Yeah, it's grandpa. <laughs> Right, the name of one of the cities was Betzer, 
and the bitzara. So they made a drasha that it's like uh, it's to remove a, 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 a difficulty. Ki Hashem yitbarach natan arei miklat lemi sheyodea she'ein lo makom. How does that sound? Which is like Navanad. It's just like Navanad. He said that. He doesn't say Navanad. But I said that. But it's like in there. It's in the, you know, once you say it, it sort of like pops out. So he says, what do you mean, Shogate? It doesn't diminish. It doesn't diminish the, the, the tragedy. It doesn't diminish the, the, the nature of the hate of the transgression that you did. You killed somebody. I mean, how is that possible? <speaking in Hebrew> And he says, he likes what his grandfather said. He likes what his grandfather said. And then he goes on, the Svat Amet. Can I just say What? It wasn't like that. It's not like Kain. Because Kain did it on purpose. It's not? Like Kain. Like you're saying, I mean, it's, but this idea that he doesn't have a place. There are two ways not to have a place. Uh, there's the Kayan way of not having a place. But then later on, when there's Eretz Yisrael, and there was a Nachala, and there was division of Eretz Yisrael amongst all the families, then not being in your place means not being allowed to be in your Nachala, I think. Right? That, that's what he means, that, that in Eretz Yisrael, it is uh, what the, the Jews underwent the change because each one of them had a place. Each one of them had a place. So the Torah says that the, the uh, Rotzev B'Shogeg, according to the Svat Amet, doesn't have a place. 1798 to 1866. <laughs> what? Here, say, are we? 18? 1798 to 哈哈哈哈哈哈哈哈哈哈哈哈哈哈哈哈哈哈哈哈哈哈哈哈哈哈哈哈哈哈哈哈哈哈哈哈哈哈哈哈哈哈哈哈哈哈哈哈哈哈
then the then the mashchit would also grab on to that as well. And then he says something that is, doesn't say often. The sefer Tomed right? Tomed is a like a musur, like a musur book. Me arav aramak ramoshe kodavera. The Moshe Kodavera was in Tzfat, and he was there at the same time of the Arizal. And he had a, like a somewhat competitive vision of what the Kabbalah was saying and wanted. And eventually, in Tzfat, the Arizal won out. But over the years, there have always been attempts at rejuvenating Moshe Kodavera. Uh, you know, something like that. In other words, the makom for the mashchit is not the makom of the person who killed Bishogeg. But he gave the mashchit a place. And that it connects further, I think even the Torah Zorah, if I remember correctly, to the death of the Kohen Gadol. That's how the Kohen Gadol, in, in other words, the Kohen Gadol is the one who, uh, who does tshuva on behalf of the Jewish people. Right? And the death of the Kohen Gadol is seen as being a watershed event in this process of rejuvenating Am Yisrael. And since, the, according to this interpretation, the, the, uh, uh, the murderer the murderer has got to dislodge himself from the Avera. That's the kind of kapara that the mashchit is trying to grab hold of reality through the guy who did it b'shogeg. So the Torah Torah says this is this is why he's in the the era miklat and the era miklat has nothing to grab onto because the the perpetrator uh, doesn't own anything. It's not his. He's just uh, he's just an unwilling guest in the ear, in the ear of a plot. So as usual, you see kind of a different vision of things from the Swatamet, But I think that uh, that the story of Kain is relevant, and the idea that uh, that the the Torah chose Are Miklat to indicate that the promise of the Torah will certainly be fulfilled is because the Ir Miklat has this also this idea of tshuva, of, of cleaning things up, of making things ready for the, the next stage in the in human development.